All right, we're going to restart. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one, go. All right, welcome back to the Drew and Crew podcast. Uh, this is Drew Giovinco. Uh, I'm joined today with Matt Giovinco. Say hi, Matt Giovinco. Going on. Uh, we got uh, Justin Bosch. What's going on, man? Uh-oh. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's gone. Yeah, we can't hear him. Can't hear you, Justin. Mike plugged in. Some technical difficulties. Can you hear me now? There it is. All right. So, yep. So, we got Justin. Uh, uh, he's all good to go. And then we got uh, a new guest, uh, Eric Fisher. For those of you who don't know Eric Fisher, he played for Dino Ice Machine. Um, uh, East Coast player based out of – where are you based out of, Eric? Uh, Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia area. I knew you were down there, but um, – Down south. Get you, yeah, I always get you confused with um, – uh, it's either Georgia or Richmond. So, I was – uh, mess that up but um uh we've been playing against you for forever and uh you've actually been on our team uh semi recently too so um yeah that was fun uh playing with you that time too and you were injured during that time too right didn't you hurt your thumb the tournament before yeah i think that was when the east came down to richmond and played at vcu yep and then i played with with you guys uh, during co-ed and then the day before caught a ball squarely on the point of my thumb <laughs> and I kept texting yeah. didn't know if I was going to be able to play because I couldn't grip the ball yeah it was cool that you got to play though and then we actually won a tournament together too um, uh, it was that Halloween tournament I think when we uh, when we played with the seven inch when you were just I just remember you catching like everything, which was crazy. Uh, yeah, that was um, that was what team team experience and team dad bod. Yep, yep, that was a <laughs> that was a great tournament. But um, before we get like started, started, I just wanted to catch up with you. How you doing, Eric? I haven't talked to you forever, and then yeah. um, just uh, kind of catch us up on what you've been what you've been up to. Um, nothing much. Uh, down here in Virginia, I don't know if many people know what's going on. Like, I'm like smack in the middle of Virginia. So, Richmond didn't really get hit too hard with COVID and shutdowns and stuff. And, and my work, we never really took a break. So, I've been working nonstop ever since, um, luckily. And, um, other than that, really just working, um, the local league for dodgeball here kind of shut down because of that. So we haven't played in that in a long time. So yeah. I'm basically just working and sports starting back up, thankfully. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you trying to, um, once like elite gets back and kicking again, are you trying to play elite again or are you going to stick to local leagues? What What does what your future entail? Um, I think it's mostly just local. Um, don't really have the, the drive to kind of get back into doing big competitive tournaments all the time. 
Um, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, um, there's a there's a team like kind of local here um, with a few guys from Virginia and Maryland. And uh, I mean, if they need someone, I'll probably hop on their team. But other than that, it's just all the tournaments are just kind of out of the way. Yeah, it kind of seems like that with a lot of people. I'm sorry, was that Justin? Sorry, is that the DMV team, Eric? Yeah, yeah, that's him. Sade's team? Uh, Shadid. Shadid's team? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I knew them playing at VCU. Uh, Him and Hunter are on that team. Shout out to Hunter and Shadid. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I was going to play with them uh, coming up this season, but since the season got canceled, that didn't happen. And then um, just been kind of working, really, not really playing dodgeball. Yeah, it kind of seems like a lot of people are, especially since COVID hit, it's kind of like, all right, once dodgeball gets back, it's kind of like either a deal breaker now for a lot of people or they're just like, man, like I need to get back to playing. Like I I got that itch again. So it's kind of cool like how like it's kind of – everybody's kind of thinking different thoughts and and it's it's sad that some people are kind of retiring kind of not but uh but it's interesting to see and and talking to my buddies and seeing like where their head's at now but um uh justin uh justin how how are you doing since i since last week what have you been up to you know i went to that i went to kyle roth's tournament this last past weekend um which was fun um we didn't play very well, the team that I was on, but it was still fun to just get out there and start seeing people, start being, you know, start trying to work the rust off. Um, some good players came down, so that was fun. And then the next one that he's running, I think, is uh, it's invitational only for for certain teams, so it'll be fun to play with actual, uh, you know, like your actual teammates, which will be the first. Now time. when, now when is that November. tournament? The next one. It's, the, it's like the Saturday after Thanksgiving, November twenty eighth. Okay. We got to try and get him to do one around the Christmas time because that's when I'm going to be back in the area. So I would love to hang out with you guys and play dodgeball. He's been trying to do it basically like once a month. So like if he does it around November 28th, I think, you know, sometime around Christmas probably works out again. That'd be perfect. So Kyle, if you're listening to this podcast, which I hope you are, even though I didn't listen to your podcast yet, but I will, I promise. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I will though. Well, it just came out there, right? Yeah, it just came up this morning. Yeah, so I was no, hung over actually. So I yeah. should have listened to it since I was hung over, but uh, I did not listen to it. I was like in and out of sleep pretty much the whole time. But um, but Matt, how are you doing, bud? Haven't talked to you in a little bit. I know I'm, I'm digging these podcasts because uh, we can catch up. We don't get to see each other anymore. So I'll be good. Um, first thing I wanted to say was we. Uh, the old heads are, are retiring. We need to replenish this, uh, this dodgeball scene, so we need to make sure we're, we're coaching up the next generation. But uh, just a couple updates. I played in a tournament, actually, this past a Saturday. A sand uh, one, right? Yeah, we played in the sand one. Knee feels great. Uh, but, man, I'm getting old. My body was destroyed. <laughs> um, just starting to recover. Cool. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, Matt Levine lives in Tampa now. It's cool to be able to battle him and just kind of um, see his growth in the sport. And Kyle Sander lives in Florida as well. So 
he he's a little bit further down south. He made the drive up. Uh, those two played on a team together with Gabe, Tune uh, Squad, and then uh, a couple of their their ladies as well played played on their team. Um, Did Kyle's didn't Kyle's mom play? Yeah, Kyle's mom played. Um, Ileana, for those of you guys don't who don't know who she is, she's a beast. Countered me on one play. She's she's got the game down. She's got a good arm. Flavia, Gabe's uh, girlfriend, she played as well. Um, and then on our team, it was me, Donald from Ascension, uh, Devin from Ascension. Uh, we had Angie, Pat's uh, fiance, Danielle, my wife, and also um, Shannon, uh, Devin's, um, Devin's girlfriend, was our team. So we wound up playing each other in the finals. It was a lot of fun. We swept them in round robin, but they wind up sweeping us in the so they started picking on me and my knee, but <laughs> very rich. But I'm glad you can. Uh, I'm glad your knee's feeling a lot better, though. That's great to hear. Um, How was it yeah. playing on sand? Do you feel like it's more difficult playing on sand than it is on like hard court? I actually enjoy it. So for those of you guys that don't, so those of you who get sweaty hands in the sand is beautiful because the sand just like absorbs all the sweat. So oh. we, we play with foam balls in the sand. Um, I've also played with no sting in the sand, which I really enjoy. Drew's been a part of that. But uh, even with the foam balls, it was the it was the eight inch uh, foam balls that we played with. Um, and there's just no this at all. It, it's it's a lot of fun. You can barely get hurt either, unless you like push an ankle. But um, it's a lot of fun. We played. It was it was towards the night time too. They had some lights set up. Yeah, Florida Florida's pretty sweet. It's nice. We can play year round. Now, Matt, do you know if they're if they're having one during the Thanksgiving time? Because uh, uh, I'm gonna be down there, obviously. I don't. As of now, I don't think so. Um, I can reach out to them though. Uh, we know the people who organize it now, and I can see yeah, if they tell them Drew's coming. Yeah, yeah. I'll just say Drew's coming. <laughs> yeah, and they'll just be like, "Who?" And I'll just keep saying Drew. <laughs> yeah, they'll make it happen. They'll make it happen. Exactly. Uh, a little update with me. I just got done working uh, 11 nights in a row, working the bar. Um, so last night, I uh, ended up drinking a lot while I was working. <laughs> and uh, got you? a... No. Yeah, and I was, I was hungover. It was, it, was, it was a celebration because I finally had a, a day off. So I was pretty hungover today. But um, <laughs> and then work... What's that? How busy is your bar get? Like, how busy a city are you in? Dude, so Haver, Montana is so small. I think there's 9,000 people in this town, which sounds like a lot, but it's not. Um, and uh, there's 9,000 very... 9, people in my building. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's a very small town. Uh, my bar is such a small town bar that typically when someone walks in, I know exactly what they're going to have to drink. So I'll make their drink uh, before they sit down pretty much. And uh, I love it. Uh, I'm going to miss it but i don't think i could live here long term just because i'd get bored out of my mind but I, yeah. the scenery the scenery is probably the best part like the landscape is just incredible here um but uh but yeah so last night there's barely anybody in the bar there's like three people in the bar for hours so i was just kind of drinking with them <laughs> it's pretty sweet is it, start, is it starting to get cold up there dude it's snowing <laughs> <laughs> so yes <laughs> yes uh oh yeah so another thing too so the um 
something interesting with just Haver is uh, when we first got here, I was thinking, okay, in the summertime, it's going to be like, since we're near the Canadian border, I was just assuming. I was like, it's probably going to be like high of 77. So when we got here, it was 100 degrees out. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> that was in July, which makes sense, but I didn't think it got that hot. But now that it can go anywhere from above 100 degrees to when it's winter time and get anywhere to negative 60 degrees, which is insane. That's crazy. So the, the, yeah, the temperature change here is uh, incredible, but we're actually leaving here on Wednesday and um, uh, that's when uh, the contract's up. And then we're going to do a slow road trip back down to Florida, spend Thanksgiving down in Florida and then drive up to Pennsylvania to see my family for, uh, for Christmas time. And then after that, we don't know where we're going next, but uh, we're, we're pretty excited to see where we're going to go. It's probably going to be Arizona or New Mexico. That's what we're thinking, but uh, we'll see. But um, hey, anyway, Drew, did, what's up? Is she deciding or do they just tell her? So the cool thing with travel nursing is, uh, especially with the company that Emily's uh, working with, is she can be like, hey, I really want to go to Arizona or New Mexico. And then her recruiter will try and find openings there. So if there are openings, they'll be like, hey, this town's got this uh, opening here at this hospital or this city or whatever, whatever. So we can't pick like 100% where we want to go. Yeah. Uh, but um, for the most part, we can kind of get where we want to go. The only thing that kind of messes it up is uh, COVID. There's not as many openings now. So huh. um, um, we might be limited in January, especially if it starts flaring up again. But uh we're going to try and avoid the winter as much as possible. <laughs> That's the goal. But, um, but yeah, gotta, so I want, I want can to I cut get you into... off. Real, can I cut you off real quick, Drew? Yeah. Yeah. Justin, I like the, uh, you got to go back to the filter of the, uh, the hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> That's around with stuff. <laughs> what was the filter? Dude, he looked like the hamburger from, uh, what is that? Mickey D's? Yeah, there it is. I like. I personally like this one. Yeah, that's awesome. But um, so one thing. So a dodgeball topic. I kind of wanted. Well, two dodgeball topics. I kind of wanted to get on and see uh, your guys' insight. But once COVID's finally over and elites back up and running, who's someone? Who's someone that you think is going to make a huge impact this year? Um, so. A couple of years ago, Matt Levine was like, it was his like breakout year. And then I, I mean, I'm biased, but last year I thought Quan and um, Dylan had their breakout year in elite. So who, who's someone that jumps out to you guys that you think is going to have a breakout year this year? Um, let's start with uh, Matt. We can start with you first. All right. Pressure's on. Yeah. Um, I was, I was writing down a couple of names and I apologize because I'm definitely going to miss some people. West Coast, I apologize if you guys do even listen to the podcast. Uh, I have not been in touch with what's going on in the West Coast. But just some names that jump off to me. I was always high on this person. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep boosting him up. But I think Kim Nguyen is going to um, just take another step. That's that's my guess. Um, I was hyping him up when I when I first moved down here to Florida. He's just a beast. So I think he's going to – I think he's just going to continue to grow and, and continue to um, – to make an impact, especially in the South. Um, do you want me to keep going or just do one person? Uh, you could do a couple if you want. All right. East Coast, uh, coming from Matt Levine's team, 
I think Kyle Sander is going to take another step forward too. He played really well. It was just the sand. It was just a wreck sand tournament, but I think he is somebody who he jokes around a lot, but I think when it comes to dodgeball, I think he takes it pretty serious. And, uh, he's just an all around. He's a really good player and he's, he's all around really good. Um, also want to give a shout out to uh, Devin as well. Devin Parham. He plays for Ascension. He's just another one who's just a freak athlete. And he's just got a good his his mental his mental ability in the game is very impressive. He he just kind of always seems like to do the right thing, um, and I I like players like that that just don't get rattled. They're just mentally on the ball at all times. So there are my three shout outs. I know I didn't hit the north or the west at all. I just I haven't been in touch with them, so I apologize. Yeah. So what we can do too for next week, since we kind of threw this together last minute. Um we can really like look into some players and then give a more in-depth analysis of uh, each region though, too, to kind of get some uh, more people in, in there included as well, instead of just off the top of our heads too. So um, that's something we can do as well next week. Uh, Justin, what, what about you? Who do you think? Well, I think uh, Matt was pretty spot on with some of those players. And Kyle, I think is definitely going to take a leap. I think, Quan and Dylan probably take a leap this year, especially now that they're moving to a team where they're probably got a little bit more talent, probably don't have to be, you know, be as worried about getting out and can play a little more free. Um, some players I think that have that chance this year, also the kids we picked up for GOAT, I think Tyree Frazier, D um, Terrell Hayes and Dean um, all sort of coming together and playing with us allows them to have a little bit more talent, allows them to play a little more free. I think that they can make a big jump this year. Um, in the north, there's a player named Tom Moreland who played with Ohio City, uh, Rubber City, um, and I think he's moving now to Notorious. I was like unbelievably impressed with him in, at nationals. Uh, you know, a player I'd never seen before really stood out. Um, I think going to Notorious with those big arms and those sort of really, really talented players, he may step up and, and become like a north all star. I think, you know, Connor Liu, I did on, I did an interview with him on a podcast for Steve's podcast before. That guy's got crazy talent, really cool curveball, but only plays, you know, foam and no sting, doesn't play uh, 8.5. But I think he's unbelievably talented. And then in the South, uh, you know, it's it's really just the, the outsiders. You know, I'm not trying to be mean to any of the teams in the South, but the outsiders are so much further a bit ahead of everyone else. Um the player I like watching on that team the most is Jake Aber. I think he he plays that that right corner as well as any pretty much anybody in the country. Super active, presses the line, really hard to hit, good arm, quick reactions, drop catches. Um, he's been really impressive every time I've watched him, and I think he you know he's going to make a jump to being a little bit better. I talked to him online the other day, and he was saying for the first time in a long time he's feeling you know I think a lot of people are weirdly feeling a lot better about their bodies just because they haven't played so long their bodies actually have rested up and they can you know, feel like they might be able to throw better. They might be able to catch better. They can move a little bit better. So I think he's going to make a big jump too. Yeah, that was a, uh, that was great analysis. And I'm glad you said, I think his, his name's Connor Lou, right? Yeah. Connor Lou. Yeah. He was a guy that stuck out to me too. Uh, Cause we played, we played um, uh, heat a couple times um, uh, in nationals last year or the year before now, because with COVID going on. Mm -hmm. But uh, he stuck out to me because he, he kind of came out of – he obviously didn't come out of nowhere, but coming from the East Coast, we didn't really get to see him until Nationals, and he was super impressive. So 
uh, that was a great call. And um, I, I'm really high on Kim uh, Nguyen, too. I think he's such a beast, and I think he's only going to get better. So that was a great call, too, Matt. But um, uh, if uh, you guys pretty much picked the guys I was going to pick. So I'm also going to say for Ascension as well, the Fatsinger brothers. Uh, I think Trey, if he sticks with it, I know he's injured all the time. Uh, he's got such a crazy good arm, and he's and he's a great catcher too. Uh, I think he's gonna get more looks as he plays more and more elite. And then um, uh, Ryan too. I think Ryan's a beast. The only pet peeve I have with Ryan is, uh, and he's probably gonna listen to this, but uh, my my advice to him is just throw just throw his fastball because he likes to throw that drop curve a lot. But if he keeps just winging those fastballs, he's got such a strong arm. I think. He's gonna uh, turn some heads if um, uh, if he keeps that keeps that up because he's a beast, I think. But um, Eric, do you have any insight, or you just kind of want to pass on this one? Um, I mean, yeah, I'm really out of it. I don't know many of the new people. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna like not necessarily break out because he already broke out years ago, but um, maybe a little bit of pressure on him. But I think Jeff could probably become the best player on the East, if not one of the best in the country. Young Jeffrey, our, our Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, listen. Eric is just Eric's just brown nosing so he can stay on the show. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I think you're exactly right. I think I'm, if he I'm, just I'm, yeah, if he keeps with it, and they the the I think they started a new team, right? Yeah, it's uh, they're called Shred. Yeah, if, I mean, if they can compete, and obviously he'll be the one of the focal points. I think he'll definitely compete for one of the best in the East. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think he's, I think he's top three already. Obviously, and uh, I could, you could even argue he could be number one. But um, for him to like, even with Team USA. Uh, during the finals, that was like almost like his coming out party to being like, Hey, he's one of the best players in the country. Cause he was just dynamite. It was, it was awesome to watch. I was like a proud Papa, but obviously I'm biased there too. So, um, but, uh, with, what's that? Oh, I was just gonna say, I think, I think at least on the East coast, the, the, the really interesting storylines for this year is going to be how shred comes together, you know, adding Dylan and Quan. you know, did they add too much talent? So the team and can they like gel together and come together and, and play really well, you know, can anarchy still stay as the, you know, I guess the best team on the East coast. And then uh, how does Ascension, you know, going from the South, which is considered to be not as good coming to the East with a little bit more teams, how do they play? Uh, I think those are like the really interesting storylines. And then, you know, can clutch keep improving? Can, can anarchy, can Arkham improve? You know, can the other, other really good teams that are at the top really improve as well you know and yeah. also now there's a there's a new spot open now that awesome is gone yeah everything's kind of open now where i think i think anarchy and shred are probably gonna kind of compete for first this year just off the top of my head but um uh also i want to say though too I, I can't believe i forgot this guy but uh uh let's just say i think you guys would agree with me will we say mike mcgee is probably the best on the east I would agree. Yeah, I think he's yeah. the best player in the I think he's the best player in the country. So. Yeah. Uh, I would agree as well too. I think he's number one, and then catch him. Will, catch him will get mad at us, but I, I think Mike's the best player. <laughs> well, 
I, I, I always say it. I love uh, watching Ketchum and, uh, and Mikey. Uh, the, the rare few times they go against each other head to head. It's mm-hmm. so much fun watching those guys play against each other. But they're almost like 1A, 1B pretty much. Yeah. And then uh, I, would, I, would put, I would put Jeff at two in the, in the East Coast. I think that's fair to say too. And then uh, I think Billy's uh, got You know, Billy's going to throw his, his weight around. He's Billy's still a really good player. And I think Matt Levine's in that conversation. I think that there's, you know, three or four players sort of competing for that spot behind Mike McGee. Yeah. Well, I agree, too. I think Matt Matt Levine's made leaps and bounds in his game. Billy's always there, too. And what's crazy about Billy, too, is, like, you would think he'd be breaking down a little bit because he's, like, 12 foot five. So, mm-hmm. but he just seems to just keep kicking it and, and crushing it. So, yeah, he was um, awesome this weekend. Yeah, he's well, just – Unbelievable, especially for his size too. Like he's just he's still putting in the work and still crushing it. Yeah, the thing the thing about Billy though is some people don't recognize this, but he's pretty young. I think he's only what twenty seven, twenty eight. I think he's like twenty six. Yeah, yeah. It's just he's been he's been playing since he was like what nineteen. So he's kind of like I think he started at seventeen. Yeah. So he's like he's kind of he's kind of like Mikey, but obviously Mikey's younger. But kind of the same progression where when he first started, you're just like, this guy's a phenom. And I mean, 10 years later. I think Ketchum's yeah, only 20, exactly. 28, something like that. So, yeah, these guys are, these guys are phenoms. We see, them, we see them when they're real young. And then it's like 10 years. We're like, oh, these guys are going to retire soon. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> they're prime. So, yeah. just wild. Um, Justin, I want to go back to um, – you talked about shred one of the sleeper picks that they made. And I think it was one of the most intelligent moves that they made. I'm gonna give Frankie. a shout out to Frankie. They added some great, they added, added leadership um, with team. Awesome. The thing that I really appreciated with Frankie was I was the captain. I made a lot of the plays, but he would step up and challenge me a lot of times, which I thought was great um, because it, I'm not right. All the time, you know what I mean? So there's, there's that he's like, well, I don't think we should do that. We should, I think this is kind of the, the the route we should go. So adding Frankie, and I think that's what they uh, lacked last year was they didn't have a guy that they really had that took that leadership role and just was like, hey, you need to smarten up or whatever it may be or whatever or so. But um, no, I 100% yeah. agree. I thought the Frankie ad was a really smart ad because the other thing Frankie doesn't need is he doesn't need the ball. He, you know, like there's a lot of players in that on that court, they're going to want the ball. And, uh, you know, Frankie doesn't need it. And he can add leadership and he can make clutch catches. And it, you know, you can't have, you can't have six people who all want the ball. It's just, you don't have six balls. I mean, there's six balls in the court, but just by the nature of the beast, you don't always have six balls. And I think, you know, Dylan fits in really well with that spot as well, because Dylan's really good at sort of jack of all trade, can play all over the place, has a great arm and could go into the corner if you needed to, but he also is very good at backlining. And then Sean at the last tournament, really impressed me with his catching. I was astonished by how good at catching he'd gotten. So I think that team is uber talented. And, you know, I've said on the other podcasts, I think they're the best team in the country before. Or at least the most talented. Yeah, I think um, uh, another team that comes to mind, though, is um, I really like Heat on the West Coast, though, too. I think Heat versus Shred would be a, a really fun match to watch. And then um, and then uh, yeah, those are – What's that? You can't discount Crisis or Rise. Well, yeah, Crisis and Rise too. Like Rise is that team that's always going to be like 
And then before Doom, though, as well, though, too, those, those are the two teams that, like, everybody looks up to and is, like, not mimic, but kind of, uh, well, I guess kind of mimic their team, though, or, and, and just add their own style of flair to it, though, too. So um, it's cool to see some of these juggernaut teams still still kicking. And then we got these new teams coming up, though, too. So it'll be exciting mm-hmm. to see once, uh, once COVID goes away. But um, – so one thing I wanted to talk about though too is uh, early predictions for Team USA uh, for whatever year it comes back. Um, Can I, I ask think you one question, Drew, before you go yeah, over that? Yeah. Where are you playing? Where am I playing? Yeah, who are you playing with? Uh, I'm not sure yet, but I'm in talks. Are you going to play, play in the East? Yeah, I'm going to play in the East, but I'm in talks with uh, with Teams. someone. Yeah, with one team right now, but uh, I'm open. I'm open to suggestions. So, uh, well, I'm glad you're still playing. I, I didn't like hearing, you know, your brother, the man who will not be mentioned on the podcast, who said he's no longer playing. <laughs> yeah, I'm broken, yeah, man. Matt. Yeah, you're not broken. Come on. <laughs> I think if I tore, yeah, I think if I tore my labrum and then tore my ACL, that's a, that's a. I, I think yeah. I feel the, I think I feel the same way as Matt. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll say this: we we plan on making surprise appearances every once. That's what I keep hearing. So I keep hearing. I, yeah, I think I think we still have. Well, first off, I don't want to end my career on blowing my knee out. So I want to. I definitely want to come back and because I think our team can definitely still compete. Um, but uh, I just I'm talking about having kids soon with with my wife and. And not just that, just there's other things in life that I do. I wanna, uh, you can just have one of mine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Deal. Uh, um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what team I'm on uh, once it happens. But uh, we'll 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 check it out. But uh, so you are you're planning on playing the whole season? Yeah, that's I'm gonna play plan. the whole that's season. It's so another thing though that's an option though too because now that me and Emily are traveling all the time. We might just be like team hoppers where like if someone needs us in a certain mm-hmm. region. So, for instance, in January, we're, if we're in Arizona, we're going to be playing on the West, obviously. So there'll be tournaments and stuff where we'll jump on a team or whatever. So it just depends on where we're at. But uh, we got a lot of options, which is pretty sweet. But we'll just see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but with uh, Team USA this year, I think we're next year, whenever it comes back. Um, I think the team is going to stay – a lot of it's going to kind of stay the same just because they won gold. Um, but there's obviously going to be some differences. Uh, Eric Eric is cool with me saying – Eric Stern is cool with me saying that uh, he is officially retired. So um, he's off the team now, obviously. Um, I'm taking a break from Team USA until my body's right. So uh, that's another guy that's off. So uh, do you guys have any predictions who might make the team this year? Uh, let's um, start with uh, – let's go with Justin this time. So one player who I think would have made the team last year if he had tried out is Cody Foley. That kid is, like, unbelievable foam. He's such a good player. Uh, so I think if he were to try out, I think he definitely would make the team. But I think he he fits sort of the meta of that kind of player, like your brother, like Eli, like Mikey, really quick, super agile, great throw, um, can play all across the back line, can play in a corner. Um, so I think Cody Foley would definitely be on the list of people that I would think would make the team. Um, 
And then that's a lot of people we talk about. Like, I think Matt Levine is in the conversation. Um, I think those Ascension guys are kind of in the conversation. I think Dylan and Quan are in the conversation. I think Connor Lou is in the conversation. And I think the players who are on Outsiders, those guys are all really talented players. I don't think they get the credit for how good they are because they play in the South and everyone discredits the South. But those guys, they come to Nationals and they compete for a top spot. They go to the West, they compete for top spots. Those guys are really good players. So I think those guys are going to be competing to be on the USA team too. The Kims, the Jake, the Micah, Mikey. And then, you know, like Elijah, those guys are all still on the team for sure. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, it's funny you said that though too with um, um, it's the outsiders, right? I'm not messing up their name, right? No. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Eli, obviously, just playing with him a couple times and uh, seeing him on Team USA, he's unbelievable. But his brother is actually a beast, though, too. I played with him a couple times at the Combine, and he was making some crazy catches. His throw was incredible. It was, like, super fast, but it had like it was almost like a cutter every time he would throw it. Like, he had some movement on it, which is huge with these uh, seven-inch foam balls. And I kept telling him at the Combine, I was like, dude, I think you're going to make the team because uh, – I thought he was crushing it when, every time I played with him. But um, uh, obviously not everybody can make it. But uh, I think he's – I think he should at least be in the conversation now. Um, I agree. And then everybody you said, though, too, Justin, I agree. Cody's a beast. Um, I think he would have made it last year if he, if he tried out, like you said. Um, and then this year, obviously, if he, if he doesn't have anything else going on that's conflicting with it, uh, I think he'll make it as long as he performs, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Times where – you go and a lot of people uh, it happens to a lot of people where you go to the combine and you just have a flat day and you're just like, Oh man, I kind of messed that up. And then you don't get picked because of it, but it's not a, it's not a huge deal, especially if you're, if you're getting invited out every year, you'll eventually make it as long as you put in the work. But um, uh, Matt, how about you? Yeah. So I made a quick list. Um, if I forgot somebody, I apologize, but these are the just, there's 12 on the team, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So these, I did it. I did my twelve, and I think I. I mean, it's hard to argue with this list, in my opinion. But um, and it's in no particular order. But Mikey would absolutely be on my team. Other one, Jeff. Just the way he closed out last year, I think he definitely deserves to be back on it. Eli, like everybody else has said, he's just incredible. Um, the way he can throw the ball, and he's just he's built for foam. Um, Kreider, I know he's getting older. I think he did. He retire? I don't know. No. Nah, nah. All right. I I heard I heard rumblings, but anyway. Um, just for even though he's getting older, I mean, just what him and Vince have done with uh Doom and the other teams that they have been been with, you can't discredit that. Uh it's just incredible the stuff that they've done. Uh Dylan, I thought Dylan played really well last year. Um, Isidro, I I played against him in Vancouver, and that guy goes from zero to sixty. So fast, and you need those type of players that kind of just change the pace. He's got a cannon, and he can catch. Um, Levine, I think Levine should make it this year. I think last year the thing that hurt him is just he was pretty, he was still pretty new on the scene. But uh, he's just another one who's incredible, student of the game. Vince, I'd still have, even though he's getting older as well. There's something to be said about the leadership guys that you need on the team. I think him and Kreider could definitely mentor the the younger guys. I would have Kim. I think Foam's actually his best ball. Um, did he go to the combine last year, Drew? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think him just experiencing it now for the first time. I think this year he'll he'll come in a little bit 
more prepared. Uh, I agree with Cody, adding Cody. Um, he's nasty at foam, too. And then uh, Mikey Hashimoto, too. Um, and I wanted to talk about him real quick, too. He, the outsiders came when they had their breakout year. This is like three years ago now. When I brought, uh, when Ascension came out for the first time, we were the first seed going into the to playoffs. And we played outsiders in the finals. And we almost beat them. But it was me versus Mikey twice, one-on-one. And he caught me twice. He made me look silly. So I think he's, I think he's very underrated. He's very humble and quiet. And I think that as much as it shouldn't, I think that hurts him a little bit as well, just because he doesn't, he doesn't talk himself up. The dude can ball. He can, he can definitely play. So I wanted to give him a shout out. And uh, I just heard, I wasn't at the combine, but I've heard Drew and others say that he, he played incredible there as well. So they would be my 12. Uh, did you, you said catch him too, right? Yeah. He was my second guy. Okay. Um, yeah, my list would look a lot like yours, Matt, maybe uh, a couple of changes, but um, one guy I want to mention though, too, is Brody uh, from the West. He mm-hmm. seems to like get, he seems to get like overlooked, but like, I think he's such a stud. Like, I think he's a beast. It's just, I think he deserves to be on the team at least once. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, I don't think it's disrespect towards anybody. It's just, think about it. There's 12 people that make the team out of the entire country. So I agree. Yeah. Just being, just being invited to the combine is such a blessing. And it's also such an honor too. to people. I know, I know we get hurt. Our feelings get hurt a lot when we talk about the dodgeball, who gets picked, who gets what, but I think we should just all be able to even get to play the sport at the high level that we do play it. So then support like even if you don't make it at least support the team because uh that that looks good and that looks good in the eyes of uh um everybody who's selecting too so obviously you want to if you're if you're gonna like mope about it that's that's the worst thing you can do yeah not uh, even yeah not even who i know it sounds kind of bad but who cares what you look like in other people's eyes you gotta you gotta also realize that like as a person you know what i mean like if you're if you got like this like like if your buddy makes the team that you should be 110% in supporting that guy. You know what I mean? Just like we need to break yeah. out of like, oh, I just got to look good, but like we got to like deep down feel good about these people making the team like team USA won last year. All of us should be super excited that the team won and supporting them. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was, um, um, but yeah. So Eric, uh, do you have any insight? Are we doing pass again? <laughs> um, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I kind of know all those names. Um, definitely watching from the last time. Uh, definitely agree with Cody. He's been on a USA team before, right? Yeah, yeah I think actually three years ago. Okay. Yeah, I think a yeah. couple times actually he was on. But I could I think be he was wrong. on the one that was in Canada. The- yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with all, all what y'all said. I think the other thing, like um, what you said about Matt um, Levine not being on the scene, that kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. I think it just, I mean, pure talent-wise, I think he should make it. Not being on the scene kind of seems a little weird to me that just because he wasn't on the scene, he didn't get picked. Um, and But I think he makes it this year, definitely. Yeah. Well, I so- think – what helped him though too is he came out to Cancun. Uh, same with Xander though too. He's another one that uh yeah he's right Xander there. Yeah. yeah, he's right there to make the team too. Cause um and then he also came down to Cancun, which looks great for him too. Cause he's just shown his support. You know, what I mean, didn't he didn't 
he didn't uh, like pout about it or anything. He, and, and he did the exact opposite. He came down. He supported. He was he was awesome down there. Yeah, that's pretty big. Yeah, especially for young young guys doing that. I mean, yeah. it's got to got to show a high level of maturity too. A hundred percent. So I think the um, thing with, I think the thing with Matt that uh, may have screwed him up a little bit at the combine is he's such a good catcher that I think he was going for catch. You know, from what I've heard is he was going for catches a lot at the combine early. And, you know, catching in foam is so hard that it sort of maybe, you know, took him down a peg. And I think towards the, you know, halfway through the day, I talked to Nate about this. Nate told him to stop catching and just, you know, dodge and throw. And once he started dodging and throwing, he was killing. Um, so I think that mindset change and, you know, your brother said the same thing. He went to the combine two years ago and said, you know, he's trying to catch stuff. And then the second year he went to the combine, he's like, I'm not trying to catch anything. I'm just going to dodge and throw. And, you know, he stood out instantly. And I think that's, you know, it's just a little bit of a change of mindset because you're used to rubber. You know, the ball is a little easier to catch. It doesn't move as much. So I think that's a huge change. Um, and then I would say there's there's two or three other players I would just throw out there. I think Bizzle and DeMonte Cleveland, both from Boosh. Those mm-hmm. dudes are really good players, super athletic, fit the meta. And then the last player is the coach of the team. I think Lucas, if he is healthy again, is one of the best players in the country and fits right in as one of the players on Team USA. That guy is an amazing player. I think he's super impressive. Um, he's one of my favorite players to watch on film. So I, I would throw Lucas in there. Not only that, but Lucas is probably the nicest person I've ever met on earth. Like when I first like heard him on Facebook, like before I even met him, like he would just comment on Facebook, just the nicest things. And I'm like, there's no way this guy's this nice. And sure enough, <laughs> I met him. I'm like, dude, he is just the most genuine and nicest guy ever. I was like, I don't know how you can how you can be that nice. I think it's, a, I mean, the coolest thing ever. But it's just unbelievable how nice he is. It's it's a it's the best trait to have. But um, but Gio's Bizzle, pretty nice as well. Thank you, appreciate it. But uh, but not as nice as uh, Lucas. Uh, he's definitely he's definitely got his beat. But uh, Bizzle though too, uh, I agree a hundred percent. He's like my my favorite guy that i kind of just met pretty much so uh i pretty much met him the last combine but he was just again the nicest guy and he he was a beast too so um and it was kind of weird because like i didn't really see him compete too much until the combine i was like this guy's incredible so i agree with you i think he's another one that's right there too it's so hard to pick 12 from just the hundreds and hundreds like of 20 players. guys yeah 20, yeah. 20 guys. that's insane i don't i don't want the jobs of uh of everyone selecting so i i understand where where their stress is coming from but um do you guys have any other um uh some dodgeball topics or shout outs that you want to talk about before we move on yeah i got one last one you got to get lucas on your next um podcast and we got to see if we can get him angry <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if Lucas is uh, listening, uh, we're gonna. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll figure something out. Something that he likes, and we'll uh, we'll talk bad on it or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I don't think it's possible. I don't think I've ever seen him angry. <laughs> but uh, uh, let's jump into let's jump into some football. That way we can get Eric to talk a little bit more, right, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's, he's uh, sleeping. Nah, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're asking for me, I don't know what it is, but sometimes my internet's like cutting air, the, my mic out. 
Yeah, I think it's just with the multiple people on. Uh, sometimes it'll do that. But um, let's jump in. So we're going to do it a little bit different because uh, Tripp's not on tonight. And uh, he's our he's our betting guru. So uh, mm-hmm. instead of doing the lines and the underdogs and favorites and stuff, we're just going to run down the list of teams. And we're just going to uh, go one at a time picking who we think is going to win. And then after this is over, I'm just going to uh, obviously go back listen to this and then i'll write down the picks that way uh, uh we can all follow along and see who wins so um matt do you have the list in front of you i got it if you don't um if you got it you go ahead i just have my pick. Right. so let's do i think we should skip the eagles and giants though because this podcast isn't going to come out uh before tomorrow so we're just going to go right into the sunday games uh first one is panthers versus saints uh we'll do I guess I'll start, then Matt goes, then Justin, and then we'll do Eric. So uh, between the Panthers and Saints, I actually got the Saints. I think uh, even though they're definitely underplaying, um, I just think the Panthers are a little bit overrated right now. I don't think they're as good as people think they are. So that's why I got the Saints. Uh, How about you, Matt? I got the Saints as well. They're home too. This year is kind of different because there's not many fans in the crowd. But I just think I'm big on um, veteran quarterbacks. I do like Teddy Bridgewater a lot. I think he's been the worst team in the division. But he's he's been balling. But I do have the Saints. I think they're going to beat the Panthers. Yeah. How about you, Justin? I think it's hard to pick against the Saints at home. Michael Thomas is coming back after punching someone in the face. <laughs> I think it, just, it opens, their offense, opens up their offense a little bit more. Um, Kamara is probably the best player in the game and, you know, still without a uh, CMC back, I think Carolina is probably a little undermatched. So I think probably going to win that game. Yeah. How about you, Eric? Yeah, I agree. I think Saints is just too much. Uh, Carolina doesn't really have that good of a defense. And I just think the Saints do kind of what they want on offense. And it's a long day. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, for the next one, I think we can all agree. Bills, Jets. Uh, we all got Bills. <laughs> they are minus 13 and a half. I don't know. Is, yeah. Joe, is Joe Flacco playing quarterback again? <laughs> Sam Darnold giving up. So we all we all have the same picks so far. This is where it gets a little interesting. Uh, maybe not. Uh, Browns and Bengals. I got Browns, even though I kind of want to pick the Bengals. But uh, I just think the Browns uh, are just going to – I think it's going to be an actual close game, but I got the Browns beating the Bengals by a little bit. How about you, Matt? Listen, the division games are crazy. I got Bengals winning this one. Um, I think Burrow oh, – I got that itch. Yeah, I, so that's the first thing. I got that itch. I think Burroughs puts it together because he's shown flashes of like – first off, his team is awful. But but I will say this. his He does have weapons to throw to. Um. But I, I just have a weird feeling. Browns, I mean, last year everybody was like, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. And what were they, 6-10? and 10? So they, they have games where they look really good, and then they have games, like, where they just look awful. So I'm going to go Bengals. Okay. How about you, Justin? This is a hard game to pick on Wednesday because, you know, we don't know what the status of Mixon is. We don't know the status of Baker. But yeah. Yeah. if everyone's healthy, I agree with Matt. I like the Bengals more than, like, the Bear Browns. They have not okay. looked good. They have not looked that impressive. And Joey, 
Joey Burrow looks good. I mean, he looks like the real deal. And Matt's right. They do have offensive weapons. So. Okay. Switching it up. How about you, Eric? Um, I'm going to go with the Browns. Um, I think the Bengals keep it close. And whatever the spread is, I think they cover. But uh, the Bengals do seem a little dysfunctional at the moment. I don't know if y'all saw John Ross asking for a trade. AJ Green doesn't seem to want to play too often. So unless Joe Mixon is doing everything, I think the Browns just kind of overwhelm them. Yeah, I think uh, I think um, uh, AJ Green just fell out of love with the sport because all last uh, season too, he sat out with like an ankle injury pretty much the whole time. Yeah, I don't know how significant it was, but he just like kept like milking it pretty much. And now it's like this season, he's just kind of like. He looks like he doesn't even care. But I think, like, T. Higgins coming in has yeah. kind of taken over. He, I think they realize the young guys are coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys and Redskins. Uh, I can't say that. Washington football team. Sorry. Uh, Cowboys and the football team. There uh, we go. We got – I got Cowboys winning this one. Even though they look terrible against the Cardinals, I think they, they turn it around and uh, their offense is too good to not put up points. So I got the Cowboys beating uh, Washington. Uh, Matt, let's go with you. All right, let's be honest. They're both terrible. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I think pe- I think the losers are going to be whoever watches this game. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I got the Cowboys as well. Um, once again, I just think they have too, too many weapons uh, to lose this game. I think, I don't know. This, this division is just awful. So, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go Cowboys for Zeke. I don't think Zeke Zeke fumbled twice last game. I don't think he does it again. I think he's pissed off, and I think he runs over Washington. That's my pick. Yeah. How about you, Justin? Yeah, I can't bet on Kyle Allen as the quarterback. So, <laughs> unfortunately, I have to bet on Andy Dalton somehow. <laughs> the Red Rocket. <laughs> How about you, Eric? Uh, as the football team fan here, um, <laughs> I'm probably going to have to go with the Cowboys <laughs> with our two quarterback options of Alex Smith and Kyle Allen, not nearly as good as Andy Dalton. I don't see how we get any offense. The weird thing, though, if Washington does somehow win, they go from last to first in the NFC East, depending on the Eagles Giants game, which shows you how good the NFC East is. Unreal. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Um, Packers Texans. This one is kind of tricky after how bad the Packers played uh, last week, but I think, I don't think Aaron Rodgers goes to games in a row playing like absolute crap. So uh, I got Packers beating the Texans and the Texans like, it doesn't really boggle my mind because they got rid of their best wide receiver before the season started, which makes no sense. But um, I thought they'd be better than what they are. So I got Packers beating the Texans. How about you, Matt? Uh, I want to go back real quick. Eric, who would you rather have, Allen or Smith starting? <laughs> um, in all honesty, I know this is going to sound weird, but I, would, I wouldn't have taken Haskins out. Uh, I don't know how – I don't know how you take Haskins out when he's – I get he's messing the locker room up, 
but he's I mean, that shows you how good our quarterbacks are when Haskins is the best option out of those three. <laughs> yeah. I think I it's, uh, okay. Haskins sucks, though. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Well, that's when the owner – that's what happens when your owner picks a quarterback instead of, you know, the, the talent scouts. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh-huh. Football, they, they have a short leash on – I mean, you look at him and you look at uh, Rosen. Like, they're both, they're both just going to be buried. <laughs> Where is Josh Rosen at? Does anybody know where he's at? Yeah, he's playing for um, Tampa, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, or, oh, he, works or at, he, might... he works at Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> isn't, he, isn't he Brady's backup? Uh, yeah, I think he's in Tampa. I think it's Blaine Gabbert is the backup, and I think Rosen's behind him. Jo- Josh Rosen is on the practice squad. I think Drew might Brown- be right I think Drew might be right, though. I was in Brandon Mall, uh, and I went to Dick's, and I think I saw him uh, doing the checkout line. So. Uh, Josh Rose. You can, Rose rec- you can recognize that news anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, Chosen a, Rose. They should trade for Fitzpatrick. That's just a thought. We'll get into that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> to a talk later. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the, the Packers game, I got I, – I agree with you, Drew. I got Green Bay. I don't think Rodgers loses two in a row. This game's interesting though because you got the Packers who just had their worst game, and the Texans look like they're they're starting to finally gel. So I think it's going to be a good game, but I it's funny because I'm picking a lot of away uh, teams that are away, but um, I got Green Bay in this game. How about you, Justin? Yeah, let's sweep it with the Green Bay Packers. I think I just don't think that Aaron Rodgers goes into fu mode. I think he wins that game. Yeah. How about you, Eric? Yeah, agree, Bay. I mean, I think Tampa's D shocked them, and uh, Houston does not have the defense Tampa Bay does. So, I think Green Bay just puts points up. Yeah, um, Lions Falcons. This one's a an interesting one. I always say that uh, Matt Stafford plays just a half. That's why I always feel like his career is like he kills it for a half and then doesn't do anything the second half, or vice versa. Uh, Falcons. Uh, they should be better than what they are. Um, this one's a toss-up for me. Lions, well, I guess both of them know how to lose games. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, it's good they're yeah. playing the Falcons because they only play three quarters. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I got the Lions. Um, I just think they're not as crappy as the Falcons. Uh, how about you, Matt? Here's my bold prediction. There's going to be a tie. They're going to tie. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if you get that, I'll give you twenty bucks. All right, sounds good. anybody want Anybody want to add to that? No. <laughs> That's bad you, that you're not betting that. <laughs> it's a real possibility. Yeah. No, I think I agree. I think they both just don't know how to win. Um, and I agree. The Falcons' offense. You look at the names on their offense, and they should be way better than they are. But in all honesty, uh, if I do have to pick a winner, I'm leaning more towards the Falcons. I think they continue winning. I think. I think a lot of times when the coach gets fired, the team gets fired up. And you saw it last week when they beat – I forget who they played. but uh, Vikings. Uh, yeah, they beat the Vikings, who aren't that good. Uh, but they're still respectable. And uh, they, I, I believe they beat them pretty bad too, wasn't it? They were winning big at the beginning, and then Minnesota came back towards the end. Yeah. Not, not shocking at all. So, Falcons <laughs> on the edge. How about you, Justin? Yeah, I, I think Atlanta wins the game. Just 
I think what Matt just said is correct. I think they're going to start to play better just because they have a new coach. Um, so I would take them as well. Okay. How about you, Eric? Yeah, I think Atlanta too. I think Matty Ice just lets it rip. Throws for 500 yards every game because that's what they're going to have to do to win. Yeah. I feel bad for – I said it already on a podcast, but I feel bad for Matt Ryan. <laughs> Man, there's 500 yards and loses. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the game of the – what's that? I was going to say, honestly, though, like, there's – you can't – obviously, you blame the defense, but it's not always the defense, too. I know I know everybody wants to, to go to the defense as well, but there's a way of managing the game, and I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like the it, it factor in sports, too. Good quarterbacks know how to, like, slow the game down, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, like, yeah, big time. Yeah, so, like, against the Cowboys, you're up by, what, 20-something points? And even go back to the Super Bowl. It's like, how do you not score in the second half to, you know I mean, to keep put, pushing, it out of, pushing it out of range? So, or not take sacks and stuff like that, so. Say that again? Well, I mean, he started taking sacks and yeah, uh, fumbling exactly. the ball. It's just – really bad exactly exactly yeah uh this might be game of the week uh Steelers Titans and I've got the Titans beating the Steelers uh I think the Titans are the real deal they showed it last year going they went pretty deep in the playoffs right AFC championship yeah so uh I think they keep it rolling even though the Steelers I mean they look incredible but I just think the Titans uh beat them obviously close game but I think they win uh, how about you, Matt? All right, I think you're crazy. Um, they are good. Don't don't get me wrong. They are good, but I think the Steelers might be one of the most well-rounded teams this year. Um, Claypool, bro. What's that? Oh well, yeah, Claypool. not just him. Their deep <laughs> their defense is incredible too. But yeah. here's the thing. Here's the stat that I want you to see. That's wild. The Titans, besides the Bills game, because they crushed the Bills. I think they I think they beat every other team by. Uh, this last game was, what, six points because they scored that touchdown in overtime. But they barely beat, I think it was the Vikings. They barely beat the, I think it might have been the Chargers. And Jaguars, too, they barely beat. So it's it's some pretty bad teams that they barely beat. Steelers, I think it'll be a close game. And I do agree, this is the game of the week. It's two undefeated teams going out. But I got Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to win. How about you, Justin? I agree that the Steelers are really good, but I think the Devin Bush loss – who's the middle linebacker and makes all their calls on the defense and is an absurdly talented middle linebacker. Uh, I think losing him makes a huge difference, especially considering the Titans like to run the ball with Derrick Henry. Um, I think it's going to be super close, and I think the Titans are going to win this game because they win tight games. My man. Seahawks-Cardinals, it's another good game. I got the Seahawks. Uh, Russell Wilson's looking like an MVP. Um and he's just looking incredible. So I got uh, I got Seahawks beating the Cardinals. Uh, how about you, Matt? I got um, I got the Seahawks too. Um, I think they stay undefeated. I think we only have three undefeated teams left. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, Eric's back. Eric's back. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good. He fell asleep again. Um, we got uh, I got Seahawks again. So I think we'll have two undefeated teams. After Cardinals look great, but you got uh, the last game. But you got to remember they played the Cowboys. That with a grain of salt. Um, Russell coming off of a bye week, I think extra time to prep. I think they win the game. 
How about you, Justin? Uh, I think the Seahawks win too, and especially considering they shouldn't have Antonio Brown, so makes him even more talented. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> you think they're picking him up? I don't know. That's what you get. That's what the latest Twitter gossip is. Yeah, I hope not. He's a, he's a, he's a, nice. he's a nut. Yeah, I know, I know I went <laughs> about the fantasy, so. Yeah. Uh, how about you, uh, I think the Seahawks, too. Um, but I do think uh, Kyler Murray kind of keeps it a little bit close because uh, Seattle's defense does not look good right now. Uh, but maybe they shore things up over the season. But I think Seahawks take that. Gotcha. Uh, Chiefs Broncos. I got Chiefs. Uh, Matt? Um, I also wanted to mention Kyler Murray that man's got some wheels if you watch him it's crazy he's only like five foot he's got to be like five foot eight he's so small I think he's smaller than that he's so small dude but he can he can move but anyway uh, I got Chiefs I got Chiefs for the Broncos but don't sleep like I said don't sleep on divisional games I think they'll definitely win but I think Broncos will make it um, not close but I think they'll I think it'll be – I don't even know what word I want to use. Competitive, I guess. Not close, but competitive. But I got – Yeah. Um, I how about you, Justin? I think Kansas City blows them out. They yeah. just had a competitive game against the Raiders. They're going to come back pissed. True. I think they blow, I think they blow this team out. How about you, Eric? Yeah, Chiefs. And uh, McManus kicking six field goals is not going to help. Yeah. The Chiefs score touchdowns. Um, also, before we get into the Jaguars, Chargers, uh, I just saw this weird tidbit about Kyler Murray. Uh, they still let him into the uh, McDonald's ball pits, so uh, that's, pretty, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, Jaguars, Chargers. I got Chargers. That's getting annoying. <laughs> You're in the middle of me talking. Uh, were you, uh, were you uh, cutting in and out? Yeah, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> um, so Jaguars, Chargers. I got the Chargers. Uh, I dude, that Jake, what's his name? Hebert, Herbert. Jake he's Herbert. actually, he's, he's not great, but he's he's shocked me how well he's been playing. So I got Chargers beating Jags, and I'm losing faith on uh my man Gardner. So how about you, Matt? Yeah, I got Chargers through their home. Um, Jaguars, I think, won the first game of the year, and I don't think they've won since. Yeah, they beat Indy. What's that? They beat Indy week one. Yeah, which is wild because Indy's defense is, uh, except for last week, they they started out stinking, but then they finally turned it around. But, um, yeah, I got Chargers. I think I think the one thing I like about Herbert is he just he's just slinging, and I think that's really cool uh, from a young quarterback. Um, but I think he beats – I think they beat the Jags. I think it's a close game, but I got I got the Chargers. How about you, yeah, Justin? I agree. I agree. I was going to say the same thing. That I think that indie game that sort of it got the stink off the Jaguars. You know, before the season, everyone sort of forgets that they sort of sold everyone off and basically were tanking mm-hmm. before the season started. And they beat Indy, and everyone was like, "Oh, maybe they're pretty good." And you know, <laughs> James Robinson looked good, and Gardner's throwing it around. But I think they suck. Think <laughs> How about you, Eric? Yeah, Chargers. I agree. Uh, they should walk away with that one. All right, cool, cool. Um, 49ers, Patriots. Um, 
I would say this is the battle of the two underperforming teams. Uh, I doubt it. The 49ers – well, the 49ers beat the Rams, right? Didn't they crush them? Yeah, we Whenever all got that pick wrong last week. Yeah, everybody was picking Rams, and uh, 49ers came back. So, I think 49ers are starting to turn it around. Patriots, uh, I don't think Cam Newton is 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 a good fit there. Um, they can't score on the goal line because every time it's, oh, Cam's going to run it in. Everybody knows it's going to happen. So, um, I got 49ers, Matt. All right, let me set you up with this. So, I was in a million-dollar pool. It was a free million-dollar pool, and I made it to last week. And last week, I didn't like I didn't like a lot of the matchups. So, I was like, all right, Patriots at home, they lost last week or the week prior before COVID. And I was like, all right, they're playing the Broncos, ton of injuries on the Broncos, and they're home. I was like, there's no way they're going to lose. So I picked the Patriots, and they let me down. They lost it by field goals. So, I hate the Patriots even more. Sorry <laughs> to our Boston friends. But, uh yeah, so I'm out of that pool now, and uh, I am picking the 49ers. I don't think I'll ever pick the Patriots again. <laughs> How about you, Justin? I think the thing that we don't really realize is uh, how much this COVID shit might mess people up. And I think Cam probably is not fully recovered from having COVID. And I'm not sure we're going to know how much it affects people for a while. So, and I think the Niners sort of have figured out, you know, how they need to run their offense with Jimmy G. Basically, only let him throw balls five feet. And I think Jimmy G will want to beat the Patriots since they let him go. So I, I'm going to take the Niners. It's actually a great call, too. Um, yeah, Cam might be still messed up with this COVID stuff, so that's true. Um, how about you, Eric? I'm actually going to go with New England. Um, I know it's not a 1 o'clock game, but a West Coast team going East Coast doesn't really fare well. Um, and then I think Mostert's about to be out exactly. that game, too, so – I don't think the 49ers have had a healthy running back all season for a while. Um, so I think New England shuts Jimmy G down and they squeak that win out. Yeah. Yeah. Mozart's uh, been annoying me this uh, year in fantasy because he's injured every other game. But uh, <laughs> Buccaneers, Raiders, this is a good one. I got Buccaneers, though. I think their offense is starting to really click now. And uh, obviously their defense is now, too. They looked really good against um, against the Packers. So I think they're going to ride that wave and beat the Raiders. So um, how about you, Matt? Yeah, I got uh, I got Buccaneers, too. But don't I'm shocked. But the Raiders are beating some good teams. They beat the Saints. They beat the Chiefs. Um, Buccaneers are obviously a good team. And Raiders are home, but I am going to go Buccaneers. TB12, just I don't think he's going to lose the car. I really like their two uh, linebackers in um, in Tampa. I like Devin. I'm high on Devin White, and uh, Levante David is, is a beast too. How about you, Justin? I like the Raiders coming up a bye at home. I think Gruden's going to want to beat the Bucks. This is that's his former team, and. Uh, I don't know. I just I like the the Vegas Raiders out there in that new stadium, the the Death Star, whatever they call it. <laughs> How about you, Eric? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Uh, I think it'll be the best defense the Raiders have played this year, um, and I think they Carr has a 
an issue of getting deer in the headlights sometimes. And I think they make him make a lot of mistakes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Bucks. You got the bucks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so now we got bears against the Rams. Uh, I got the bears beating the Rams. Uh, mm. Nikki Foles is, uh, it's been leading them. So, uh, and the Rams look terrible against uh, uh, the 49ers. But, I mean, they, they definitely can bounce back. But uh, I got the Bears. How about you, Matt? No, nah, I'm going opposite. I got Rams. I think uh, – I still think the uh, Rams are 4-2. and two. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. They, played, they played really well this year. They just had two stink, stinker of games. But I, the thing I like about the Rams this year, I feel like last year after their really good year – they just tried to do too much. I think they have simplified it now. Um, and I think uh, – I love Nick Foles too, but I just think the Rams are going to beat the Bears. Uh, how about you, Justin? I agree with everything Matt just said. <laughs> and how about you, Eric? Yeah, same thing. Um, Aaron Donald just pancakes Nick Foles. <laughs> just over and over. I got the Rams. Yeah, I hope not. All right, before we leave, guys, we'll we'll run through a couple of fights. We're gonna switch over to the MMA now. Um, huge card this talk. Saturday. What's Tua talk. Tua. Uh, yeah, let's do the let's do the Tua talk real quick. Uh, how do you guys feel about uh, Tua? Now the starting QB in Miami, and uh, they're pretty much just dumping Fitz Magic. Well, I know Matt's probably happy because he's now playing for his fantasy football team. <laughs> How'd you know that? <laughs> we talked about it in the first pod. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm super excited, but as a as a team, I just don't think it makes much sense. The fact that they've won three in a row, uh, Fitz Magic is balling out. I would just keep riding him until, um, until he starts struggling. They did the, they kind of did the same thing to him in um, when he was with Tampa. He just crushed – he was crushing it in the beginning of the year. And then uh, when James came back, I think James was hurt. I could be wrong. Or a suspension. I forget what it was. But they just completely switched him in. And then it kind of messed up the whole the whole rest of the season for Tampa. But um, I do like Tua. I think he's going to be a beast. Um, but it just kind of doesn't make sense to me. I think this is an organizational decision, not a football decision. They're, they're thinking – we're winning. We're not going to get good draft picks. Let's play Tua, get him experience, and maybe not be as good and get a better draft pick. How about you, Eric? Yeah, um, I think it all depends. I, their season got switched around, too. So I think their bye week was originally 11, and now it's this week. So I think that was the plan all along. And don't forget, they also have uh, the Texans' first-round draft pick this year, too. So. Um, as long as Houston keeps failing. But it, it was a little soon. I know it broke uh, Fitzpatrick's heart. That's what he said today. Yeah, that's the quote on ESPN. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I want to jump in real quick. Sorry, Drew. Um, I saw somebody, I think it was Benny Two Scoops. I think he said it. It was an interesting take. Uh, and he had a valid points. If Tua, if they play Tua now and he's just garbage, or if he get, if he is injury prone and he gets hurt, that they have Houston's first round draft pick, correct, Eric? Yeah, yeah. But if yeah, if Houston keeps uh, just keeps losing, they could potentially get a higher quarterback. 
with that first pick. I, I doubt they want to go that route. Um, but it was an interesting take that like, hey, if we were wrong about uh, picking Tua, now we have another shot of getting a Fields or I don't think they have a shot at Lawrence. But uh, no, I don't think they have a shot at Fields or Lawrence because I think yeah. they're better than the other teams that are in the hunt for it. Yeah, and they're better than Atlanta. They're better. Obviously, everybody's better than the Jets. <laughs> and they're better than the Jaguars. So, um, I, I mean, they could try, but it, it is a good opportunity. Just you got to see what he's what he's capable of. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm heartbroken for Fitzpatrick because, uh, one, he's on my fantasy team. And uh, <laughs> now, now I'm down to TB12 and Carson Wentz. And uh, if you call those two teams fantasy teams, yeah, bro. Oh, got him. <laughs> but uh, it's magic with putting up some numbers for me, but uh, uh it just sucks because uh, I actually like him as a QB too. I think he's so much fun to watch. Um, and and he's he's either gonna suck or he's gonna be incredible, so you don't know what you're gonna get, but that's what makes him fun. Um, hey. Let's jump into MMA before we hang up here. Uh, we'll run through a couple fights. We'll we'll pick some picks. Uh, awesome card this Saturday. It's early though. Uh, if you guys didn't know, early prelims start at uh, eleven a.m. for you guys on the East Coast. So uh, it's an early card. Main card starts at two p.m. for you guys. That's even earlier for me, uh, Mountain Time. But um. The first fight I want to talk about is Magomed Ankalaya versus Ian Kutilaba. They actually fought before, and the ref made a horrible stoppage because uh, he thought Kutilaba was wobbled, but he was kind of playing possum. They tried to book this fight two other times, but both guys got uh, COVID. So now they finally got it on this card, and I think this fight's going to be fireworks. Uh, I got Ankalaya because uh, I think he's kind of the dark horse of the, of the light heavyweight division. I think he's a freak, and I think he stops uh, Kute Laba. How about you, Matt? Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Hopefully it happens. It, it's kind of like the uh, Khabib Ferguson where they just can't ha- make it happen. Um, but, yeah, just it was probably the worst stoppage I've ever seen in MMA. Um, and I don't – I just have the weird feeling Kute Laba is going to catch him. I Ankalab should win. But uh, I'm excited for this fight. This fight is start, it starts off the main card, I believe, and it, yep. it could be fireworks. Uh, how about you, Justin? I'm just impressed with your pronunciation of these guys' names. Thanks, man. <laughs> I couldn't pronounce any of those names, and uh, that's, all, that's all I can say about it. <laughs> how about you, Eric? Uh, I agree. I, I think Ankalov's going to uh, just kind of work him and be a little bit more cautious this time. And I think he was winning majority of that fight the first time and was going to win regardless. Yeah. But yeah. That was, that was a horrible, horrible stoppage. It's a, it's a shame they have to run it back for both of their careers. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. It was wild. To before watch. we move on, before yeah. we move on, I, I just don't understand Drew. I think we had this conversation. Like if the ref completely botches it, they should just have them both go back to the corner and be like, "All right, let's 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 just let's forget what that ref just said. Let's keep going." Because it's just—I yeah, well, mean, that was brutal. Well, yeah, they should have just let him keep going. I mean, he clearly wasn't hurt. Yeah, he got clipped a couple times, but if he's still good to fight, just let him fight. 
Yeah, I think the problem with the MMA right now is not every air, not every organization agrees on the rules, which sucks. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I wish they could do like replays and stuff like that, or someone else could be like an outside ref. You'd be like, no, nah, they're there. That was a bad stoppage. Let's continue. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Uh, next one I want to talk about is Alexander Volkov versus Walt Harris. Um, I'm always going to pull for Walt Harris now just because of what happened. But um, I think Volkov takes this. I think he's incredible. Um, he was on his way to a title fight and then lost in the last, what was it, 10 seconds to Derek Lewis. Yeah. And then that kind of like pushed him back down the ranks. But uh, I think he works his way back up to a title fight eventually. Um, so I got Volkov. Uh, how about you, Matt? I'm going opposite. I'm going Harris. Um, the reason why Overeem beat him was because he got him down. And I don't think Volkov's going to do that. Harris has some crazy speed for, for the heavyweight division. And if Derek Lewis can catch Volkov in the fifth round, I think uh, Harris can catch him. I'm going Harris. Okay. How about you, Justin? I like what Matt said. I'm <laughs> in. Oh, how, how about you, Eric? Um, I've been kind of like going back and forth on this one. I don't really think Volkov is a upper level heavyweight fighter, so I think Walt. I think Walt Harris gets him in this one. Uh, I think uh, Volkov get it, when he gets a lead, he starts coasting. Yeah, and, uh, I think I think Walt can either take him in the first or finish him or go to a decision and. And win that fight. You can get pretty good odds if you bet on Walt Harris right now. He's plus one hundred and sixty. Okay. Nice. Throw some money in there. <laughs> Might have Volkov to. is like a two to one favorite on some sites. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, a big favorite. We got Robert Whitaker against Jared Cannonier. Uh, this one is a title eliminator, pretty much. Um, this one's tough because I love Robert Whitaker, and I. I've liked Cannonier ever since I uh, saw him. I think he f- was fighting at heavyweight when he first came in the UFC. Yep. He's dropped all the way down to middleweight. Um, I don't know, man. I just think uh, Cannonier is, is going to get that title shot. I think he stops uh, Whitaker, even though I love Robert Whitaker. But um, he honestly didn't look that good against Till. I think he's kind of on his way down while Cannonier is on his way up. So I got Jared Cannonier. How about you, Matt? Yeah, I, I wasn't sure until what you just said. And there's just certain fighters that went on that path of just getting to the top. It just seems like they can't lose. You know what I mean? Naganu was one of those guys. I knew that too, where Gannonier's beat some really good dudes. Mm-hmm. He had a little with his uh, when he tore his bicep, but I don't think it matters. I think his is because he didn't lose, he just tore his bicep. So I think him. On that tear, I think he's going to be the next one to fight uh, Israel. How about you, Justin? Kananir looks way cooler in pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going with him. Yeah. How about you, Eric? Is this Chris, yeah. or is this, is this Chris Zelensky on, or is this Justin? <laughs> <laughs> I'll follow him, man. So. Yeah. yeah, I think I've been going with Kananir the whole time. I think Robert's just been in some wars. And I think his chin's gotten a little bit weaker. And just to, like, tell you, like, Cannonier is, has a win over uh, – is it Kuta, Kuta 
How do you say Lava? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has a win in light heavyweight over him. And he also lost a decision to the light heavyweight champion right now. Um, I think Cannonier has bricks for hands too. So I, I think he, I think he stops Robert Whitaker. Unfortunately, I agree. Um, let's see what happens though. We could be wrong, but um, finally we got Khabib, uh, and then we got him against uh, Justin Gaethje. I think everybody loves Justin Gaethje. He's called the highlight for a reason. He's incredible. I love him. Uh, he's probably my second or third favorite fighter um, right now. I wouldn't say all time. I who's want your first and, who's your first and second? I love Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier is my guy. Yeah. Um, I just love how he's how Dustin came from nothing. Now he's like giving back to community. He's always in awesome fights and he's one of those guys. If he gets tagged, he's not going to, he's not going to run away. He's going to, he's going to hit you back. So uh, that's why I love Poirier. But um, Khabib, I think is going to win this fight. It'd be stupid to bet against him. But uh, I think Justin is his, is going to be his toughest test. I just hope Gaethje wins. But uh, it's kind of a win-win because Khabib's dad just died. So if uh, Khabib wins, that'd be a great way to kind of honor his dad. But uh, I still want uh, Gaethje to win. How about you, Matt? I am going to bet against Khabib. I I think Gaethje is going to win. It's 2020. He's going to shock. <laughs> I think, dude, I think he KO'd Khabib. It's possible. It's possible. How about you, Justin? Takes me a draw. <laughs> you might be right, Justin. Gaethje's got your name, bro. You gotta, you gotta pick. <laughs> I feel like a draw is a win for Gaethje. That's true. Uh, how about you, Eric? Uh, I really want to pull for Gaethje, but I mean, Khabib. All he has to do is win the same fight every fight he fights, and I just think he gets a hold of Justin, and that's it. And I just think he just mauls him. You said it best. I, I mean, I just know, yeah. If people don't know about Khabib, he just mauls people. He just. I mean, his heavyweight training partner Daniel Cormier says he's a better wrestler than him. So, I uh, I mean, I think he gets one hand on someone and it, the the fight's over. So. Yeah, it's crazy, but uh, guys, you got anything else to add here? Um. Got nothing. Got nothing. Keep, uh, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. I, I love it's it's good to catch up with you. And this podcast is awesome. I've had some good feedback. Uh, people have reached out to me uh, and said that they they enjoy listening to the podcast. Yeah, I've, I've had some people reach out too. Um, it's been awesome. Uh, I keep saying it on every podcast. I honestly just want people that I care about to listen to it. If it gets big, that's a bonus. But um, I really enjoy catching up with my friends and having different friends on each week. So um, I really appreciate your time. I know we always go a little bit longer than I plan on doing it, but it's just because uh, I miss talking to you guys. And it's really cool to just catch up at least once a week. So uh, I just wanted to thank you all for, for being on tonight. I am honored that you ask us. Thanks, man. And uh, Eric, it was great hearing from you too, bud, because uh, I haven't heard from you for a while. Should we talk about fantasy uh, here and there? But uh, it's yeah. really cool to talk with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the last time had to have been that tournament that you talked. Yeah. 
That has yeah, to be the last right. time up in PA. I think um, uh, we should have you on next week, though, too, with Trip, so you guys can talk some smack to each other as well. Uh, <laughs> Uh, whoever wins or whoever loses this week. So it'll be interesting. Just to put it in perspective, uh, my team is, and I know it doesn't matter for fantasy, but I'm number one in points scored and he is number two in points scored. So we'll it'll see. Be interesting. Yeah. Oh, before we hang up here real quick, um, just a recap of last week uh, with our football picks, we were a four-way tie. Um, so nobody won. Uh, well, kind of yeah. And then, um, also, uh, uh, with the fights, Korean Zombie got dominated by uh, Brian Ortega. So, um, me and uh, so me and Justin say rest in peace, Jay Park. Um, yeah, poor Jay Park. That's my yeah, boy. Yeah, poor Jay Park. Uh, <laughs> but uh, guys, thanks again, and uh, take care. And uh, I hope to hear from you guys soon. Talk to you guys soon. Yeah, man. Thanks. I'll see you guys. Take care. See you guys. Later.